from the eighth chapter of Luke. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite of Galilee. And as Jesus stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shekels. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him, do not order them to go back into the abyss. Now, there on the hillside uh, was a, a large herd of swine feeding. And the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. And then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. Now when the swine herders saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. And then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes, they asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and he returned. Now the man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So Jesus got into the boat with his disciples. They were headed to the opposite side of the lake into the land of the Gentiles, to the country of the Gerasenes. And right away, the waters were rough, a sign, no doubt, of what was to come. And Jesus calmed the seas, but there are more storms that lay ahead. No sooner had Jesus' feet touched the dry ground than he was met by a man plagued by a thousand demons 
Jesus and his disciples had met people with demons before, but this man, well, for one thing, he was as naked as these summer days are long. For a long time, he had worn no clothes. There were scars and wounds on his body. When the demons would seize him, torment him, cause him to go wild, the people of the city would catch him, bind him in chains and shackles, and drag him out of town and tie him up in the graveyard. Perhaps they felt it was for his own good, for his safety. We can't do anything for him, they'd say. He's a danger to himself. He's scaring the kids. It's for his own sake, they tell each other, as they tied him once again, try to make him stay out there, away from them. But he'd always managed to break free. His body bore the story of the many times he raged against the chains, strained and twisted and pulled himself loose of the rusty irons, bloody and bruised and exhausted. He'd make his way back home, back to town, a holy terror. As the disciples tied up their boat on the shore, the man appeared in front of Jesus as if out of thin air. He fell to the ground, wallowing at Jesus' feet. He shrieked at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Jesus is calm. What is your name? he asks. Legion is the reply. Legion is the name of the demons that had entered him. Legion is also the technical term for a division of the Roman army. A legion is a thousand Roman troops. And you know what happens next. Jesus ordered the demons out of the man, gave them permission to enter a herd of of pigs nearby. The pigs then run off the riverbank and they're drowned. It is an incredible story, isn't it? It's wild. I I think that few of us can imagine being in in a situation like this, We're kind of like the disciples, silent, awestruck observers of the power of Jesus. Having witnessed Jesus calm a stormy sea, commanding the wind and the raging waves with his word, Jesus then shows his power over the mysterious and supernatural spiritual world. Even a thousand demons quake and beg and cower before him. They know he's more than a rabbi with great healing powers. He's Jesus, son of the most high God. In a way, the world of this story is a world with which few of us have regular dealings. A world where demon-possessed pigs fall off of a cliff. And I suspect in this sense that was also true for Luke, the gospel writer's first audience. I mean, they'd heard the stories, but few of them could do more than imagine this man and his affliction and and his recovery. But we go from hearing of demons and drowning pigs to a world with which we are well acquainted, a world where the evil is not supernatural, 
but is in fact so common that we've become used to it. Much of the suffering humans experience in this life is no more natural than a man suffering the possession of a thousand demons. We don't have to imagine a world where cruelty is a man possessed by a legion of demons. For in the world of this gospel story, what emerges next is somehow far worse. And that's our world. Jesus did what Jesus always does for the humans seeking to be made well. He, he healed the man lying in front of him. And those who saw what had happened, they ran and they told it in the city and in the country. And Allison Hill and Harrisburg and all the way to the West Shore, everybody knew what had happened. The people came out to see what had happened in the most relatable part of the story so far. So uh, th they would be there with their iPhones, capturing the video, making this scene go viral, just like today. People came out to see, to get a picture for their Instagram. And when they came to Jesus, they found something truly amazing. The man who had been driven wild by an army of demons, sitting calmly, quietly at the feet of Jesus, and he is in his right mind. He had clothes on. We don't know how it all happened, but we can imagine, I think, that after the pigs were gone, a man, just a man, laying naked at Jesus' feet, like a newborn, suddenly fully aware of himself, of his pain, his relief, his vulnerability. And Jesus sits with him. Disciples bring him some clean clothes from their packs. They're all silent, together, whole. And this is how the town finds them. And they're shocked. But did you notice how they reacted? How did they feel to see one of their own so long-suffering suddenly human again? They notice the one uh, who they used to run from and shield from their children's eyes, barred from moving into their neighborhood, a red-lined into the graveyard, the one that when the local news reported how he was acting up again, and they got on their computers and filled up the comments sections wishing someone would just take care of him once and for all. Why can't they just build a wall that'll keep him out? He's not following our rules, our laws. He's got to go. They noticed him now being shown compassion by Jesus Christ. And through Jesus' presence, they see that he is a living, breathing human being. They notice the scars, the pus-filled wounds from the chains and the shackles that they used to manhandle him. And they are struck to the core at what they had done. But at, as this is a, a true story, the Indian is no fairy tale. Gazing upon the human sitting at the feet of the Savior, they are not filled with love. They are afraid. Afraid. Still. In 1 John 4, 
It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. But here in this community of fear, there is no love, no humanity. Those who had seen what Jesus did described again uh, how the one who had been possessed by demons was healed. Hearing this amazing story of compassion, of healing power, of one of their own fellow humans being made well again, they asked Jesus to please leave now. They were seized with great fear. Winds and raging waves, Jesus calms. An army of demons, Jesus commands. A community of simple human beings who prefer fear over compassion, Jesus is completely resisted. If perfect love casts out fear, apparently perfect fear casts out love. So Jesus got into the boat and he returned. So don't let the fantastic nature of a a demon story lead you to believe that this is a story about a world we can only imagine. For the real army of demons wear perfectly human faces, hearts hardened with prejudice, cruelty justified by history and false decency. How often our society chooses to push away solutions, creative options that would provide healing for more suffering people, hospitality, justice for all, and the joy, the joy in order to maintain this possessed way of fear Here is, in fact, a story of our own making, beloved. You don't even need the demons. There's a man in Arizona named Dr. Scott Warren. A week ago, he was being tried by the state of Arizona, and his case ended with a hung jury. There were Lutherans and Presbyterians and and Catholics, people of all faiths gathered around advocating for this this man in the last weeks. I have some friends in that town uh, who were were part of that and telling me this story. You know, the crime for which the prosecutors were seeking to imprison Scott for 20 years, you know it? Providing food and water to some migrants in the desert. Scott said, he said, people are dying right on the edge of our town. There are men, there are women, there are children dying in the desert of this land. Scott was leaving them water in the desert. The state of Arizona hasn't decided yet they're probably going to try him again. So much fear. Let there be no doubt where Jesus is found. Let there be no doubt about how many in this land would respond to see him providing aid and healing and compassion. Kindly leave this land, Jesus. Go back to where you came from. 
This, this story is actually, I, I think, the gospel in a nutshell. Jesus came offering grace, forgiveness of sins, the possibility of a new life, and humanity executed him, declaring such compassion illegal. And you know what? The law was on their side, but divine justice is not. The man Jesus healed knew all too well the fearful heart of his community, and he begged Jesus to take him with them. But Jesus would not. He would not. Saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. The man long treated as unhuman is now the only human being left. His mission is empowered by the one who saved him. Now you've got to help these people become human again. Help them see through what they did to you, who they are, and who they can become. And so he went away, proclaiming through that city, his city, how much Jesus had done for him. He is the image of a modern disciple, one who was truly offered a new life by Jesus, but was not given that same chance by his own people. As a disciple of Jesus, his call is to be a witness to the grace and the power of God to a world, to our world, that is at best uninterested and at worst hostile. And he comes to us with many faces, bearing the wounds of a hard, hard life. As, as they often do, shining. Shining with the light. Shining with the light of Christ's new hope. I hope we can listen.